Welcome back to episode number 83, 83 of Not Me But You. So happy that you're here. So grateful for all the listens and all the downloads. This podcast has been downloaded in over 60 different countries worldwide, 500 different cities. So thank you for that. And I'm just one big goofball with one podcast, just one guy who wasn't afraid to look foolish, stupid, dumb, didn't care about being embarrassed, uh, didn't care to listen to or focus. I made a conscious choice to not listen to or focus. Uh, what anybody said about me when I started a podcast. I mean, people can um, be the greatest help to you and people can be the biggest buffoons in life, okay? And I'll give you several examples of that if you need me to, but I'm sure you have examples of your own um, that you could provide to me. So anyway, thank you. Very grateful, very humbled um, at the success of this podcast. And why do I tell you stats? I've, I've said this in previous podcast episodes. Why do I tell you stats? Not to impress you, uh, but to inspire you, to show you, to demonstrate to you, if I can do this, so can you. If I can accomplish this, so can you. How do you do it? Stop planning and get started. Art, but uh, I don't have it all figured out. Right. Stop planning and get started. Go execute. Art, but uh, I'm unsure. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. Stop planning. Go get started. Art, but you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know if I have a good speaking voice. Right. Stop planning. Stop thinking about it. Go get started. Yep. Yeah, but uh, you know, like, what if I do it and uh, nobody listens? Right. Stop planning. Stop thinking. Stop worrying about it. Focus on getting started. Get started. Go try, right? One of my favorite YouTube videos, and I've mentioned it in several podcasts, is the Will Smith YouTube video. Go look it up. Fail forward, fail fast, fail often. When you have the proper mindset about success and achieving your goals, it's counterintuitive. It's counterintuitive. It's going to sound crazy to you when you think and say this to yourself, but... You're starting a new endeavor, you have a new goal, you know what you should be telling yourself? What's the quickest way to failure? How can I fail early, often, fast, but fail forward like that tripping running back in football, carrying the ball? He's Someone's just done an ankle tackle, grabbed his, reached out with their hand on defense, grabbed his ankle and lost his balance. He's not quite fallen to the ground yet, but he knows he's going to go down, but He's, he's going to fall, but he's got forward momentum. And that, if that is your mindset, you will not only achieve your goals, but achieve them so much quicker if you stop worrying about trying to be perfect, getting it all perfect before you begin, before you take that first step, that first uh, action step. If you just stop trying to figure it all out, because the most successful, wealthy, powerful corporations on the planet don't get it all right before they take action. So learn from their example, all right? But that's not what this podcast episode's about. This podcast episode, I'm going to talk about cryptocurrency, 
crypto, crypto, crypto. This is not financial advice. Do your own research. Disclaimer over and done. But oh my God, if you are not exploring cryptocurrency, if you're not getting involved with cryptocurrency, you are absolutely missing out on a huge opportunity, right? In one of my recent podcasts, I talked about the metaverse, 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 metaverse. I talked about Mark Zuckerberg at Facebook changing the name of Facebook to what? Meta, M-E-T-A, Meta. Why is he doing that? He's doing it because he sees what's going to be happening in the world of gaming, online gaming in the next two decades, in the next 20 years. That industry is going to continue to grow, maybe even have explosive growth. And what does that have to do with you? Hey, Hart, I'm not a gamer. Right. Great. Super duper. But you can still invest in cryptocurrency gaming coins that are linked to games in where? In the metaverse. So go do your own research. This is not financial advice, but go use your internet connection to investigate gaming coins that are hooked to online games that are being developed by teams of people right now, this moment, as I speak, and at this moment that you are first listening to this podcast, there are teams of very talented people out there developing new online games and you're going to be able to make money at least three ways maybe four ways maybe four ways okay art what are the four ways okay quickly i'll list them you can invest in the cryptocurrency gaming coin that is linked to the game you can buy nfts what is an nft it's an acronym stands for non-fungible token you can buy NFTs that are linked to the game. What is an, how is an NFT, a cryptocurrency NFT linked to a game? Well, it could be in the form of a game character, a game weapon, a game whatever, a, a, you know, a new um, a game house. It, it's, it's going to be something that's unique and available within that 3D virtual reality game what's a third thing you can do buy digital real estate now we know physical real estate in the real world has for years been a phenomenal investment for people over time most people who invest in real estate do not lose money right most people i'm not saying never but most people who buy and hold real estate the price of the real estate goes up It usually doesn't go down, right? If you've bought a house or a condo or a townhome and you've lived in it for 15 years, chances are very, very good, extremely high probability that you could sell that piece of real estate today for more money than you paid for it. And in a lot of instances, you can sell it for substantially more money. So what is digital real estate? It's real estate within these 3d virtual reality games now are you aware that companies like budweiser are already purchasing digital real estate within some of these games 
this market is going to be huge. This online gaming metaverse market is going to be huge. And I would be remiss. I would not be staying true to my, to my mission of trying to just simply share information with you for free. I absolutely would not be staying true to my core beliefs, you know, um, of wanting to share information with you for free in hopes that you will what? Increase your income. Become wealthy. Increase your income to the point where you no longer have to go to a job where you trade your valuable time for dollars, right? I, I, I beat this concept uh, into the ground, so to speak, by just reviewing it over and over and over and over and over again. You can only spend your time once, one time, right? So your time is a much more valuable asset than money. Now, but Art, can I spend money more than once? No, but you can lose all of your money. If you have $100,000 in the bank, you could go bankrupt today, and within two years, you could have 300000 half a million, a million. If you're not watching BitBoy Crypto's uh, YouTube channel, BitBoy, B-I-T-B-O-Y, BitBoy Crypto, the guy's real name is Ben Anderson. Go, go start checking out his YouTube channel. He put, the dude puts out, he's got a team of people that works for him. He's worth like $12 million. But here's a fun fact. Here's a, here's a tip. Here's a bit of information about BitBoy that should interest you. In 2017, he lost all his money in cryptocurrency. So think about it. Lose all your money in 2017. Um, four years later, worth $12 million. What's my point in telling you that? Should you be impressed? Should you say, gee, that's super for him? Wow, he must have been lucky. That'll never happen to me. Guess what? If you think that way, you're right. It'll never happen to you. So what's the lesson, lesson you should learn? Number one, don't think that way. Tame your inner critic. Tell yourself that you're going to be wealthy one day. Even if you don't really believe it, tell yourself that anyway today. And keep saying it repeatedly throughout the day. And keep telling yourself that every single day until it happens. And if you keep doing that and you're willing to do the work, don't shy away from hard work, you will be wealthy one day. You might even have life-changing wealth. You might be able to quit your job, all right? Uh, so three ways to make money in the metaverse. You personally, invest in the cryptocurrency gaming coin attached to the game. Buy NFTs within the game or related to the game. Buy digital real estate within the game. What's the fourth way? Play the game. If you, these games are designed to reward game players, to reward users with cryptocurrency, right? You can find credit cards now, certain credit cards, that instead of giving you cash back or points that you can redeem for, you know, money off of the, you know, off of your balance on your bill or redeem for, you know, free gift cards, there's credit cards now that you can redeem, that are pay, giving you uh, cash back in Bitcoin, in digital currency. So this this episode is about crypto, cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency. So, what stops people from adopting? Well, uh, ignorance, fear, 
Uh, think about when the internet first came out and things started to become available for you to purchase online. What were, what were some people concerned about? Some people were concerned about, well, I don't want to have my financial information out on the internet. That's a joke today, right? Well, well, I don't want to have my, my banking information available on the internet because what if someone gets a hold of it? Okay, well, there's safeguards you can, you know, you can employ today. There's strategies uh, that you can use to minimize that, right? Uh, what some people do is have multiple bank accounts, right? And then they only use one bank account, you know, linked to a credit card. Um, so use one bank account and one credit card for all your online purchases. Does that, is that going to stop every hack of your information? Is that going to guarantee you that um, you no know, one steals your identity? No. But here's a tip. Stop looking for guarantees in life. There's very few guarantees in life. The only thing I can guarantee you is that life's going to change and uh, death is certain for all of us. And in the meantime, if you live in the United States or, uh, you know, some other country, because this, this podcast gets downloaded e equally in Europe versus no in North America. And I am grateful for that. So I don't know what country you live in when you're hearing this, but here in the U.S., you know, there's this saying, the two things that are always, you know, always you can count on or a guarantee are death and taxes, right? You got to pay your taxes and you're going to die one day. Other than that, the rest is up to you, what happens to you in life. And so much of what happens to you, um, your life after whatever happens to you is determined by how you react to those life events, right? A lot, uh, some people think that life chooses for them. In reality, we choose for ourselves, right? If you tell yourself constantly, hey, all I'll ever be is average, guess what? You're going to be average, right? Do you think professional athletes, uh, do you think professional singers, do you think professional actors and actresses, do you think they tell themselves repeatedly, all I'm ever going to be is average, and then one day they, you know, wake up and, wow, overnight, suddenly I'm surprised I'm a megastar, do you think that think it happens that way? Because I can pretty much bet my house that it doesn't, right? I'm sure there's exceptions to every rule you can point to, but the majority of people are telling themselves positive things, telling themselves, hey, I have doubts and I'm fearful, but I'm going to do this and try this anyway. And that's what helps ultimately uh, for them to become successful. So cryptocurrency, let me talk about a cashless society for a minute. Some people are kind of freaked out by the fact that, oh, uh, we could live in a cashless society one day, but we're not there yet. The dollar is such a strong, you know, uh, has such strong trading value right now. Okay, that may be true, but that doesn't mean that's going to be the case forever, right? Um, and in essence, if you're fearful of a cashless society, if you're fearful of, well, one day we'll just trade in crypto, but I can't wrap my brain around that. I don't understand that. That's okay, but you have to acknowledge one thing. We already kind of live in a cashless society, and I'll explain how in a minute. Um, so, to circle back to the early adopters who started buying things online, like places like Amazon, you know, or eBay and they weren't afraid to purchase products and have their financial information out there. 
now it's so common, it's so ex widely accepted, right, to shop on your phone, right? Uh, the COVID pandemic reinforced those shopping habits for so many consumers. Hey, I can stay home at my house and shop from my couch, right, using my smartphone, using my internet connection. Um, you should not just let that fact pass you by lightly. You should realize that there's opportunity there for you. If people are, more and more people are adopting shopping online, then you probably want to be selling some things to some of those people for a profit online, right? And find a way to do that and find a platform to do it on, a selling platform. Anyway, that's not what this episode's about. But my point in reviewing that again is the early adopters using the internet for e-commerce, using the internet to purchase things, they weren't afraid. They didn't let, well, I'm putting my financial information out there and I don't know, I'm opening myself up to potential risk. Yeah, don't ever let that stop you. You know, every day you take risks. Every day that you get up and walk in your home and walk up and down steps, either in your home or some other place throughout your day, you're taking a risk. Uh, you get in your car and drive or you get on public transportation and go from point A to point B. You're taking a risk, you know. Unforeseen things can happen, right? So what do you do then? Well, just have some general idea of how you might react if you ever find yourself in that situation, right? One of the, in my opinion, one of the best um, NFL quarterbacks not quarterbacks, one of the best NFL coaches is what I meant to say. And this is, I'm not a Patriots fan, but Bill, Bel Bill Belichick, if you don't look at that guy and marvel at the consistency of his success, I'm talking like the consistent success he's experienced um, over like a, two, a span of two decades, man, there's something special about that guy and about how he thinks about how he coaches, about how he communicates, about how he game plans. Uh, and you don't even need to be a football fan to study him and his example and gain value, right, for your personal life. But check out people like that. Become interested in people like that. Start, start being on the lookout for people like that in life where, you know, you picture this. You're looking at a field of flowers, and they all kind of look the same or similar. And then all of a sudden, your eye's drawn to one that really stands out in the whole field. It's slightly different, or it's unique in a certain way. It's interesting. It has something or some special set of characteristics that the other flowers that surround it don't have. That You know, those are the Bill Belichicks of the world. Those are the wealthy people of the world who... Not who were born into wealth, inherited their wealth, won the lottery. I'm talking about people who were dirt poor or just average, you know, citizens. And they found a way to become entrepreneurs. They found a way to get involved with selling something, a product or service. And they made a lot of money quickly or in a short span of time compared to the rest of their life, right? Some people are, are, are in essence, living paycheck to paycheck most of their lives, right? I've, I've used this example, Colonel Sanders, the KFC guy, Kentucky used to be Kentucky Fried Chicken, then they shortened the name to the acronym KFC, stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken. Look, go Google the Colonel Sanders story. The guy didn't, uh, I think he was like almost 70 years old before he sold, you know, successfully sold, uh, 
his chicken recipe, which I still think is awesome. There's nothing better than going to KFC occasionally and getting a bucket of extra crispy chicken. I like the extra crispy, not the original. And I like, I love their coleslaw. So, I mean, that's a, that's a either dinner or, or lunch that I look forward to in life from time to time. But the guy was almost 70 years old before he ever, you know, was on a path to wealth before he became wealthy. So my point is a lot of us can live most of our lives without, and suddenly the light bulb goes off or our focus changes, or we finally start believing in ourselves and we get passionate about really pursuing our dreams. Like, you know, Hey, I'm going to pursue this dream every day because I feel like I'm going to live every day as if it's my last day. And I have, you know, I'm going to go, go for broke, right? I'm going to either be broke or I'm going to achieve success. And when you kind of uh, attack your dream and your goals with that kind of reckless abandon, sometimes magical things happen. Sometimes, you know, you get, you make exponential success uh, in a short amount of time. So cashless society. So, all right, how do we kind of live in a cashless society already? Well, let me demonstrate that by asking you a few questions. How much cash do you normally carry on you, right? People still, some people still think in a segment of society still thinks cash is king and there is some truth to that, right? Uh, cash can't be tracked, right? If you're holding it, um, I don't know, in a place other than a bank account, let's say. Cash cannot be tracked, right? Uh, people don't necessarily know when transactions occur or, you know, you could have a, um, let's say you have a business and you pay some of your employees in cash. So they don't officially show on your whatever employee roster. Um, and I'm not suggesting you do this. I'm just telling you, I'm aware that this happens in life. Um, so there's really no official digital record of that payment occurring because cash cannot be tracked. Okay. And it's one reason why governments like cash, right? Cause there's times governments have whatever you want to call them, secret operations or special projects. And the way they accomplish those transactions is there's usually a lot of cash that changes hands, right? Sometimes multiple times. Um, but cash cannot be tracked. So in some ways, cash is king and the U.S. dollar still has value. But why does it have value? Why does, why, why does cash or your form of currency in the country that you live in, why does it have value? Usually the answer to that question, the basic answer is it has value because we all agree that it has value. Okay. Well, most of us probably live a lifestyle today that we carry very little cash on us anymore, but you have a debit card and you have a credit card, right? And I don't know about you, but myself, my family, most of the, my friends, acquaintances, coworkers all live that same way. They're making purchases. They're buying gas. They're buying groceries. They're they're using a credit card or a debit card, right? Or you're using an app on your phone. Think about that. Things like Apple Pay and, you know, that's just the one that uh, 
top of my head, right? Top of my brain. There's other ones too. If you don't, if you have an Android phone, think about it. There's actually something called the cash app. I remember when I was working in an office and everyone wanted to order lunch. One person would pay for the whole purchase and then, you know, Hey, how much was my lunch? Oh, $8, $10, $12. All right. How much are we all kicking in for a tip? A dollar or two for tip. Okay. I'll use my cash app. I'll, you know, and it becomes a phrase, right? Hey, I'm going to cash app you. I'm going to, in essence, pay you back for my lunch using the cash app. Now that means you, the sender of the money of the, of the digital currency, right? You have to have an account with cash app and you have to, the other person who the receiver who you're sending money to has to have an account with the cash app. But it's very easy to use. It's quick, you know, it takes like, you know, 30 seconds or less on your phone and you can transfer money to that person. And that way, you know, hey, you get your lunch and they paid for everything. But then they're getting money from if five other people ordered lunch with you and and this other person, right? So seven people and six people send, they cash app this person. They send cash to them, right? So if you haven't stopped to think about that stuff, we already live in a, we function as if we live in a cashless society, right? We're using digital forms of payment already. Now enter crypto and people, what do they do? They have that same silly reaction they had that some people had when the internet first came out and e-commerce was just getting started. Oh, I can't wrap my head around crypto, but it's, but it's like putting money in nothing. You know, I don't get it. Okay. Well, you just don't get it. That's all. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be the way of the future because it absolutely is. Bitcoin is never going to a value of zero, just like a bar of gold is never going to be worth nothing. A bar of silver or gold and silver coins. Now the U S dollar, it's possible for the government to print enough money to debase the currency, debase the currency, right? Not enhance the currency, not make it not increase the buying power, but decrease the buying power, right? And that's what happens when the government decides to add more money to the money supply. Now, the dollars that you already had saved or the dollars that you're currently holding in cash or the dollars that are showing up in your bank account, the buying power has gone down. Those, those dollars now buy less goods and services. Why? Because there's more money in circulation. So when you increase the money supply... It's basic economics 101. What happens to prices? Prices rise. Prices go up. Prices increase, right? The loaf of bread that you once paid $4 for, that you're now paying $10 for. Think about the inherent value. Has that, has the value of that loaf of bread increased from $4 to $10? No. Then what has changed? The buying power of the dollars you're using to purchase the bread have decreased. So therefore it takes more of those dollars to buy that same loaf of bread. Okay. So do not be afraid. And again, not financial advice, do your own research, but do not be afraid to get involved with cryptocurrency. There are many, many people you can find on YouTube who say that Bitcoin is the new digital gold, digital gold. Yes, you heard that correct. It's, it's both a it's both Bitcoin is both a store of value and it's a currency. 
it's something you can buy things with, but it's something, it's a, it's a vehicle that you can invest money in and hold for the long term. At the time of this recording in 2020, December of 2021, one Bitcoin's worth, it depends what the, you know, what day you're looking at, but anywhere between like 55 and $57,000, one Bitcoin. That's the value of one Bitcoin. If you have one Bitcoin, you could redeem it for $57,000 USD cash. Okay. But that's not what you should think about. What you should realize is that one day, one Bitcoin is going to be worth double that. It's going to be worth $100,000, $250,000, half a million dollars, maybe even a million dollars, one Bitcoin. Uh, why? Because they're not going to print, they're not going to digitally mint or quote unquote print or create Bitcoin forever. I think it's the year 2024, but don't quote me. You just would have to Google it to find out for sure. But the last Bitcoin will be printed sometime, I believe, in the next two to five years. So what happens to the value of something when they just don't make them anymore, right? Same thing that happens to like a classic automobile. Well, you can't just go out and buy that car anymore. You have to find someone who has one still. So there's not many around anymore, right? So scarcity does what to a, to a market? Scarcity does what to prices? Drives the price up. So start to realize that you already live and function in a cashless society. And then cryptocurrency is just the next logical step. I promise you, if you're an early adopter, if you start to wrap your brain around these concepts, and trust me when I say I realize these concepts can be mind-bending, but um, Raul Powell, I think is how you say his name, go look that guy up on YouTube and watch his videos, watch BitBoy Crypto, watch, look up Michael Saylor, spelled S-A-Y-L-O-R, Saylor. Go look that guy up and see what these guys have to say about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and Ethereum, right? Raul Powell used to be a successful hedge fund manager. I'm pretty sure he lives somewhere on some island now. I don't know. Mal Maldives. I don't even know if I'm saying it correctly. Don't care. Um, but th these are people that are investing heavily into cryptocurrency. These are wealthy, smart people. They... Trust me when I say to you that they know something of value. And if you don't know what they know, then you need to learn what they know. And you need to start doing your own research and get involved in cryptocurrency. Get involved in the next step, the next logical step of a cashless society. And there is there are tons and tons and tons and tons of opportunity for you to make a lot of money quickly in cryptocurrency. And when I say quickly, I'm just going back to the BitBoy crypto example. In 2017, multimillionaire in 2021. That can happen to you. But you have to be willing to accept risk. If you're looking for guarantees, then forget it. Because there's no guarantees in life anyway. There's just the appearance of guarantees, right? Uh, but you got to accept risk. You got to be bold. And what else? 
you have to believe in yourself and you have to believe that it's possible. Expect success before it ever happens to you. Uh, be like Bill, Bill Belichick, you know, get up every day and do so. You know what the first thing I do every day is I get up and I do some work. Now I'm not saying like I go chop down a tree or something, you know, um, but I'll get up and I'll straighten up the kitchen or I'll clean something or I'll load the dishwasher or I'll, you know, I'm doing something. I'll straighten something, organize something, clean something. Why? I don't know. I just enjoy doing it. Like I'm immediately productive from the moment I get up and I don't stay that way all day. I take breaks. I sit down, I rest, I have my cup of tea. I usually eat a um, pretty good breakfast. Um, Although I'm not a huge breakfast person, I'll eat something small more of a lunch and dinner guy, but we already live and function in a cashless society. Thank you again for all the downloads and everything. Uh, you want to email me, get in touch with me, email me at today at gmail.com. Why WayPa? It's an acronym stands for what are you passionate about today? There's a WayPa today website, free Facebook group, Twitter, Instagram, you know, YouTube channel, you want to find me and interact with me, you can find me easily online. And most of all, never give up on your dreams. Work on something that you are passionate about today. Work on something. You owe it to yourself to spend some portion of your day, even if it's a small portion, right? Um, To work on something that you feel passionate about. And most of all, have courage today to pick one thing and work on your dreams. Until next time, this is Art.